ito ang kaalaman para sa kabataan. For Youth Info, the podcast. This podcast is brought to us by Nanatko Youth Committee and the Nanatko Children and Youth Team. Hello to our listeners. Hello, Natko. Hello, Natyus from Luzon, Visayas, and Mindanao. Welcome to the fourth episode of our FYI or hashtag for youth info. Yes, welcome everyone. It is really exciting to be with you again in our new episode. Before we start, let us introduce ourselves. I am Ernie Jancajas from Panabo Multipurpose Cooperative. And I am Jamaica Wakino from Socorro Empowered People's Cooperative, and we will be your host for today's podcast episode. Yes, and indeed, we at NACO Youth, we aim to help you, the youth of today, navigate through these challenging times. It is our goal to provide you with relevant information for you to be ready to face the persistent issues and challenges that we have today. Yes, Ernie, that is correct. As we advocate inclusivity and holistic development for our youth affiliates, we design programs, webinars, discussions tailored to the youth and our podcast platform is just one of these initiatives. Just a quick recap of what transpired so far here at FYI or hashtag for youth info. We talked about first, all about love. Second, women empowerment. And third, stress management. So these are all heavy topics and all give quite a punch of information for all of us. So now in our fourth episode, we will be talking about job readiness. So what are the do's and don'ts? How would you know that you are a good fit? What should you look for an employer? All right. So um, job readiness is such an interesting topic especially now that we are facing a shift from the conventional and traditional employment practices. Some companies are starting to introduce hybrid setups, wherein for some days, employees would report to the office, and for other days, they can work from home. Others are even allowing full work from home setup, and there are a lot of certain protocols that must be observed, considering the pandemic that we have. Yes, Jam, things are indeed changing at a very fast pace. So for this interesting topic, we invited a speaker who has a diverse experience and knowledge in the field. She is young, very knowledgeable, energetic, and charismatic. And she's also a youth cooperative leader. So our speaker today graduated AB International Studies major in Asian Studies from Ateneo de Davao University. She led several advocacy groups and spearheaded a lot of initiatives as the former national convener of Buklod Atenista and being the former national chairperson of the Student Council Alliance of the Philippines. 
She is also the co-founder of Support Local Pinas. She has been a part of Tagum Cooperative since 2011 and has taken key leadership roles in the cooperative movement from 2012 to 2016. She is a form she's a former um, business partner and recruitment in charge at San Miguel Brewery Incorporated and she is the former head of training at Tan Dynasty Group. She is the current global talent development specialist at Microvention Terumo which is a multinational neuroendovascular medicine device company headquartered in California, USA. We are happy to have here with us Miss Kriza May Kelly. Hi Kriza. Hi Ernie and hi Jam. Happy to be with you guys today. Yes, it's great to have you. So Kriza, um how about um a quick message sa ating Natko youth? Yes, of course. Uh, actually, it feels very nostalgic. Um, ever since Ernie messaged me to to be part of for Youth Info because I have been part of the Natco Youth Network since 2012, yes. <laughs> and um, actually, I also talked to my fellow at my former ates and kuyas in Tagum Cooperative, and you know, thanking them because I joined the cooperative movement 2011. Um, in Tagum Cooperative and Natco in 2012, and I was saying that you know more than 10 years later, and the network is still as strong as ever, and the opportunities are still coming. So for the Natco youth members right now, um, I can only testify, and I think Ernie as well, because we're yes. almost we're that <laughs> matchmate <laughs> in the Natco youth that. All the you know opportunities are still gonna continue, even though in my case, even though I'm not in the Philippines anymore. So thank you very much. Yes, of course, okay, Isa, so, we, um, we advocate um you know inclusivity, and we wanted yeah. to give everyone the opportunity that we are offering here at Natco Youth, and of course, we wanted everyone to you know um develop, you know, go for inclusive gro- growth. Yen yung yeah. sa atin sa Natco, yeah. <laughs> thank you. All right, so um, Miss Krisa. You're now in California, right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so, ano yung mga namimiss mo sa Pinas? Um, I think first is the food. <laughs> um, I, I think just last weekend I went to a Filipino supermarket here in 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 California, and um, first my my husband was laughing because the first comment that I made was, "Bakit ang mahal?" <laughs> <laughs> I was so used to, you know, buying Jollibee at a certain peso is probably 100, 150, and you busog ka na sa 150. Uh-huh. And when I bought Jollibee here, obviously it's much more expensive <laughs> because we they have to fly it from the Philippines to the US. I was like, oh my god, why is it so expensive? But I miss the Filipino food, and there's really, you know, there's a different. Taste and flavors that you can only taste in Sinigang, in Lechon. I miss Lechon. <laughs> Those are the things that I really miss. Um, we are very thankful not to be graced by by a very passionate and inspiring youth co-op leader today. So maybe to start off, how would you recall the experience that you will be entering a new chapter in your life? Like, You will be welcoming new responsibilities. Schoolwork is done, and you will enter the workforce. Yes, um, Isa, because as you know, we will be talking about job readiness. So maybe you can start off by giving us an insight 
of your thought process during the transition, you know, from being a dependent to becoming independent, uh, you know, from entering, you know, you're entering the workforce. And of course, this is a huge shift. I think this is something similar to, let's say, you're a big fish from a small pond, but now you will be transferring to an even bigger body of water. So let's say it's a lake or even an ocean. No? So basically, we are being introduced to the new world. Yeah, um, it. I think it has been four years, 2018, since we graduated from, from the university. And I think a very good starting point is to really have a huge sense of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Um, when I graduated from the university, all I have is my experiences. Um, I, I was studying, but at the same time, I was very active, for example, in organizations like NATCO. And that's all I have. Yeah. So I think that's one of the things that really helped me in transitioning towards becoming independent is really have a huge self-awareness. What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What made you, you, you know, what were, what were the things that you were involved in? If you're like me, who, who loves to join orgs, who loves to join um, leadership conferences, like NACO Youth Congress, <laughs> um, then, you know, use it, you, use all of it and use all of the learnings. Um, actually, one of the first uh, ever national leadership congresses that I attended was actually a NATCO Youth Congress in 2012. It was in Cebu mm-hmm. City. And that was one of the biggest or largest um, youth leadership conferences in my, that I attended where I learned even I was still, I think I was still fourth year high school. I learned from different CEOs. I learned from um, key people in the different cooperatives all over the country. So those kinds of events or learnings or involvements, rem- remember all of it because that would help you in developing your self-awareness. Yes, agreed. Really agree, na, um, Isa. Um, if we have the self-awareness, then we will be able to you know, leverage with our strengths. And as, as others say, you know, 50% of development is actually recognition. So once we are able to recognize what are the points or what are the aspects that we are weak, then you know, we can do something about it. You know, we can ask for help or we can we can improve ourselves and turn those weaknesses into our strengths not moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe is um from graduating now, um, would you remember what it is like when you applied for your first job? I remember being scared. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think I was, I don't know what they call it now in Ateneo, but uh, we have this um, this hub. It used to be an old library, but it, we have this hub. It's like a career hub where they have these guys. Okay, so when you're asked this question in a job interview, here's a sample answer. And I remember because I was so scared. I don't know what to do, what to say. I took screen, I took pictures of all those guys. Okay, if, if they ask me this question, these are the sample answers. But I looking back, that was actually a terrible way of doing because <laughs> again, you know, self-awareness. You can follow all the template answers, all the best answers you can find on the internet. For example, when when an HR recruitment officer would say, Why should we not hire you? Yeah. <laughs> and then you know, like we have the template answer that, oh, if you don't like a hardworking person, then don't hire me. <laughs> <laughs> back, I was like, that's very wrong. <laughs> been, you know, you could have been honest. You could have been, because honesty goes a long way, right? Um, you could have been upfront, like, hey, for example, in, in terms of work right now, it's 2022, it's post-COVID um, work environments. For example, right now, uh, 
what what my non-negotiable is in looking for a job is I wanted to be hybrid. I don't want to go to the office five days a week. Like I'm done with I'm done with yeah. five days a week type of work schedule. So that was my non-negotiable. So when when I had a job interview, for example, here, that's one of the things that I was really set on on deciding that is this a company that offers hybrid work or remote work because that's important to me. So so instead of looking for some best answers for job interviews on Google, you just you know just have going back to self awareness. Know what you want. Know what you prefer. Some people, for example, they prefer to be virtual assistants. They they prefer to work um remotely. Uh, some people they don't want to work remotely. They they thrive to an, an environment na makita nila makikita yeah. nila workmates every day yeah. that work, yeah but that doesn't work for me so just know what your preference is and avoid using some templates <laughs> <laughs> all right so um ako i remember before no na ano pag graduate ko um madali lang sa akin mag-apply for a job but it's not like that so when i apply for a job of course It's true na ano scared talaga lalo na nung nag ano na nag-start na ng job mas mas lalong na challenge kasi you know it's different sa school in sa real world yeah mm-hmm. so tama nga yung uh, sinabi ni uh, Miss Isa no na you have to be yourself during the yes. interview dapat ano self Uh, aware, aware yes and yeah, yeah. maybe jam now before we proceed i would like to circle back to the feeling now that mm-hmm. you're scared and i would like our listeners to know that being scared is totally normal you know yeah. even if yeah, it's true. kung tatanungin mo yung ano yung yung seniors mo ganun, they will always have that feeling of na scared sila they're afraid of, because it is an unknown eh They're mm-hmm. entering into something that is unknown so to our mm-hmm. listeners it is very normal to be scared but Of course, be self-aware. No, be know what you want. Know um, what are the things na yun nga yung medyo weak ka. So you know you can mm-hmm. you can sharpen yourselves. You can develop yourselves and leverage with that weakness and turn that into strength. It's very important, you know, to have a good manager or supervisor because sila yung magaguide sa yung sa work. Actually, there's a study by LinkedIn. They said that more than 80% of employees resign because of bad managers. So they don't yeah. resign because they don't like the job. They resign because of their relationship with their managers. So it's also very important when you're in a job interview, you get to talk to the hiring manager or to your in the future, your manager in the future. Also gauge if can I work with this person? Um, is my mm-hmm. this personality um complement to the personality of of this hiring manager? Because if it's not, then you know it's always okay to okay to say maybe it doesn't it doesn't work. For me, yeah. and if you're a first-time job seeker, I understand the desperation or the pressure that I need to find a job. I need to find a job. All my friends ha- are already have jobs, but at the end of the day, we all have different paths, different facing. So it's really okay to take your time if you have the luxury. Yes, and maybe right. to add that, Isa, no? I think it is also a bit of a generational thing. Yeah, because let's say before the priority is like security of tenure. So as long as you'll have a job, you have that security that you'll be you'll having a pay, you know, and that's all right. But right now, our generation right now is giving an utmost importance in terms of development, holistic development. They've they've given importance into the into mentoring and you know yeah. a very healthy um working environment. So I think that that's a bit of also a generational thing. 
Yeah. And Gen Z and millennials, specifically Gen Z and millennials, they feel much more empowered right now. So yes. it's not like before that I need to have a job. I hope the interviewer would like me. It's not the same right now. It's 2022. Yes. Everybody like Gen Z and millennials tend to come to the interview knowing that, okay, I may have this job or I may not need this job. I may not like this job. And it's totally okay, which is a different mindset before. Yes. So given that, Isa, um, what do you think are needed when preparing a resume what are the things that should be highlighted or emphasized and what are the things that should be avoided i have been on both sides of the table as a job seeker and at the same time as a person doing the job interviews because i've been with san miguel brewery as you mentioned earlier doing the recruitment for them and during my time with san miguel i used to look at a hundred of resumes in a day and one thing to speed my process of, of, of hiring is to just look at it very briefly, probably 10 seconds. That's why it's very important, for example, if you're in a food business or when you eat in a restaurant, we always say we eat with our eyes first. If the food has been presented in a way that's nice, aesthetic, yes. Instagrammable, <laughs> then you would like the food. Even if you did not, if you did not taste the food yet, you don't know the 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 saltiness, the sweetness. Yeah. You don't know, but because the food looks beautiful, you all your your mind thinks that okay, this is a good food. I'm gonna share it to everybody. I'm gonna post it on my story. I'm gonna tag everyone. Blah blah yeah. blah blah. Same is with same with resume. So make sure that number one. Aesthetics matter. <laughs> I hate to say it. <laughs> it really is the case. Um, number one is have a very organized and beautiful resume. I'm not saying beautiful in the sense that you have to have colorful resumes unless you are applying for a creative job, like creative mm-hmm. design. It depends on the job. But generally speaking, you know, just don't use the black and white templated ones that you usually find on Microsoft Word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always, what I did before is that I always research what are the best resumes, especially because trends come and go. So just look, just Google what are the best resumes and especially for the position that you're in. And um, in the spirit of inclusion, uh, I think it's safe to say that you, you're not required to put your age uh, your religion, your um, what, your school where you spent elementary, or you know those things. We don't have to know about that. You want to put, you want to make your resume in such a way that it highlights your career progression more than your personal details, because the personal details will just follow, like your birth date or your address, but career progression is more important, especially right now that the jobs could be remote. So even if you live, let's say in, let's say in Cebu, and the, the office is in Manila, as long as it's remote, it doesn't matter. So you can you can skip that part. But unless you're applying for an on-site job that you have to be in the office, you have to put an address that's within or close to that city. Mm-hmm. So those are the things I think that are important in building a resume. Yeah, or maybe is no, just just a quick question because. In terms of the resume, we, 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 you mentioned earlier about the career progression. But I think, let's say, if you're a first-time um, job mm-hmm. applicant, so you don't have these things. So maybe, can, can you have some suggestions for those who are first-timers? Because sure. we really don't have those, you know, they don't have the experience yeah. yet aside from the internship that they had, if ever they have one. 
So if you're a first-time job seeker, one thing that you can do is, for example, if you have joined an organization, let's say you're cooperative or let's say this network right here did include that. Because for me, when I was doing recruitment, my mindset was, okay, if this person is a fresh grad, but he or she has so many experiences in school involvement, it tells me that this person can balance multiple things at once. Um, if you're if you're not that kind of person who doesn't have many orgs, then maybe you can leverage on your grades. So, for example, if you have Latin honors, you graduated as valedictorian in high school. It's okay, put it there. Or if there, if you have other interests or volunteer opportunities, let's say um, you have been involved in a feeding program before, you volunteered for a charity organizations, put it put it there. So it all just boils down to remembering what were the things that you did while you're at school, having a great self awareness so that you know what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses. One usual thing that first-time job seekers, and actually not just first-time job seekers, but a lot of us usually mm -hmm. do is we send one template of resume to a hundred companies. Yes. Um, as for me, that's not effective because, for example, for me, I have had diverse experiences. I've had experiences, let's say, in HR, in training, in real estate. So, for example, if I apply to a company that's real estate, I will leverage more on my experiences in real estate. Or if yes. I apply for a company that looks for training, I will put more information or more details about training. If you're a job seeker, um, go or like study first what the job description is and try to match it with your resume. So for example, if they're looking for an accountant, so put all the accounting skills, accounting experiences or accounting subjects that you have, you have learned or you have taken before mm -hmm. in, in the school. So in, in the world right now, it's changing. The, the, the job market is changing in such a way that we have a good technology. It's called ATS or applicant tracking system. So what they do is that instead of a person like me manually looking at those resumes, 100 resumes in a day, companies, especially big companies right now, what do they do is they utilize the ATS, wherein an AI or a software will automatically screen your resume for some keywords. So yes. for example, if we're looking for senior accountant, your resume should have accounting, auditing, whatever it is it needs to be to, to be seen or needs in, in, in the job description. So again, matching, matching should up with the job that you're applying for. Yeah, I, I can actually um relate. No, I, I I've heard um sharing of my colleagues before about this AI who's actually screening hundreds of resumes before before or and you know choosing those specific resumes with matching keywords and only those mm -hmm. resumes will be able to move to the next step of the recruitment process yes. so indeed i can also remember the time when i was applying for the job i would i would cherry pick my um experience i would cherry pick my involvement to be mm -hmm. able to make sure that i am my profile my resume matches to the job that i am applying for Actually, resumes are really tricky. You know? it should be yeah, um, yeah. it should be good. It should be presentable, and it should contain the relevant relevant information. Because for some employers, this is a make or break. You know, mm -hmm. as what you've said earlier is um, unang kita mo palang. If it doesn't look good, then most likely set aside mo na siya. Punta ka na sa next resume. So it is really a make or break for for some employers. No, 
and especially for positions wherein there are a lot of applicants. So yeah. yeah. And you know, when we were talking about make or break in terms of aesthetics, how it should look, colors also matter. Think think of your resume as something that you use to sell yourself. Right. It's like something it's a publicity material for yourself. So with me, what I did <laughs> in my resume is that the color scheme is blue. Why? Because blue is the color of credibility. Blue is the color of trust. Blue is the color of knowledge. So when people see blue, that's why some universities use color blue. Um, some, let's say, pharmaceutical companies use color blue. Some companies that you know would want to make you trust them more, they use color blue. So th- those are the things that you would like to also really, really study about. But again, it depends. So if, let's say, if you're a creative person, if you're a web devel- developer, it could be different to different professions. So, so since, for example, our audience, they know their job position that they want, just make sure that it's not too informal for that job position. Um, but at the same time, it hits the right keywords. You cherry pick all the right details that should be in there. Thank you for that, Izano. We've, we've had a very insightful discussion as to resume. So maybe, is I would like to you know um, know more about your perspective as an employer. So how about interviews? You know, mm-hmm. because let's say we're, let's say this is a process. You know, after after that shift of mindset, then we will prepare a resume. Then after you submit your resume, of course, our listeners will go to an interview. So maybe we would like to know. Do you have any checklist when you're doing an interview for a candidate? If you are if you are the candidate, how would you prepare for an interview? As a candidate, I never had a job interview where I was not hired. All of my job interviews, all the job interviews that I have, I always get hired or I did not accept the job. So that's the type of mindset that you want whenever you're interviewed. Like when I, the thing is, it's it goes back to the to the angas that you have <laughs> when you're a recent graduate. Like if you have a huge sense of self awareness, your mind is like, I know my strengths. I know I'm better than other people in terms of this, 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 is this. So I can I can always compensate whatever my weaknesses are. So whenever I receive an invitation to an interview, I know that I'm gonna get hired. So that's the type of mindset you would want before going to an interview. Because again, mentality is everything. Um, yeah. If you think, you know, before an interview, you're already scared. Oh, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if? Then you're not going to get hired. But if pinangunahan mo na ang sarili mo, saying, I'm going to get hired, I'm better. And the funny thing is when, just a quick story, during my first job interview um, in the company itself, what I did is that I looked at all the people sitting beside me. And in that case, that gives me a, that already gave me an overview of, okay, these are the people that I'm up against. So what are the things that I need to showcase during my job interview that they don't have or they possibly don't have? So that's kind of job awareness or self-awareness rather that you would want before the interview. Now, as an interviewer, not as a candidate, I have three things. Number one is I keep on repeating it is that a person who is self-aware. Um, if I ask you, what's your weakness? I don't want you to give me a flowery answer, right? Mm-hmm. So for example, what's your weakness? My weakness is that I tend to overwork. And when I overwork, I tend to have overfatigue. It affects my physical, my physical health. That's a weakness for me. 
So I, mm-hmm. if, if that's a weakness for me as a manager, you know, um, you can guide me when it comes to balancing my work. So that's, that's a real honest answer. You know, think of it as a candidate. Ideally, ideally, you're going to work for this company for a long time. That's an ideal scenario. Yeah. You don't want to job hop for frequent amount of times yes. in your life. At some point, you have to settle down. And I'm saying that as a person who has like, what, three jobs already, you really want to settle down. That's why it's very important that you're self-aware what works for you. So another thing is when I ask you, what are your preferences? What are your work preferences? One of my non-negotiable is after five, I don't want to work anymore. Because Mm -hmm. for me, I work hard during my working hours. And another preference that I have is I don't want any time in or time out. Because that won't work for me. Yeah. I don't like having to punch eight o'clock, having to punch five o'clock because I'm good at what I do and I don't need eight hours to accomplish four hours of work. Sense of self-awareness is very important. And if I talk to you like that as a job interviewer, I'll be blown away because I'd be like, oh, wow, this, this person is confident. If he mm-hmm. or she eight hours of work to four hours, then we're really hiring a good person. Right. So we're really hiring a very tenured, not really tenured, but maybe very strategic person. It's not about ours. Second, have not only being self-aware, but second thing that I'm looking for is um, a person that has a personal brand, personal Mm -hmm. branding. So what do you mean by personal branding? For example, it comes with self-awareness. Example for me, my brand is I'm a democratic leader. So whenever I work with my team, I don't dictate what my team should do. I always ask, what are your preferences when working together? Um, if I'm applying for a manager position, I always ask my team, what, what do they prefer? What works for them? What's comfortable for them? I don't dictate. So that's the kind of leader that I am. So have a personal brand. If you're applying not for a leader, let's say an associate as an entry level, like think of what kind of, of a professional you are. Like, for example, I'm a professional that really plays or that really emphasizes empowerment. I need to be empowered. I want to feel empowered in my work. That's what I want as a professional. So that gives you, that gives your employer also the idea of, okay, if we're going to hire this person, this is how we're going to deal with him, how we're going to manage him or her. It, it makes the, the working relationship between the job seeker and the company easier from the get-go. It saves a yes. lot of time adjusting because the interview, pa lang, you laid out what are your preferences, what works for you, what, yes. what doesn't work for you. Mm-hmm. And third, third is um, I'm looking for a great communicator. Anyone can have skills on Microsoft Excel. Anyone can learn any software, Slack, HubSpot. But if you know how to analyze data, plus you know how to communicate that data, that's a very, very perfect combination. Same with Ernie, Ernie's profession. (laughs) Same with accountant. Anybody, like all applicants, let's say for senior accountant, they have they all have accounting degrees. They all graduated from good, good universities or colleges. They're all CPAs. They have, let's say, one, two, or three years of experience in accounting, auditing firm, whatnot. But how do you differentiate yourself? You differentiate yourself by being a great communicator. And not just, I'm not just saying that dapat English speaking. It's not that, no? But it's having to communicate your strengths 
to the person you're talking to, like to the company. Let's say I have worked at PwC, PricewaterhouseCoopers, I have worked at SGV, and these are the things that I learned. And I think these skills would be valuable to the company and to the job position that I will be assuming when I get hired. The way you communicate that, it makes sense, right? And at the same time, it gives the message to the employer that, okay, this person not only is a very good candidate in terms of the skills that we need, but also a great communicator. And if you're a great communicator, you can go a long way. You can be a manager. You can be an associate manager. It goes a long way. So those are the things. A person who is self-aware, a person who who has a brand of his own and mm-hmm. third is a person who is a great communicator and pro tip so that you are you would be more conf- confident before your job interview what i usually do and i still do up to this very day even in my job right now is that if i know who will be interviewing me mm-hmm. who is the person the name of the person who's interviewing me i research them on linkedin so that mm-hmm. I know, okay, so this person who's going to interview me, she or he is the vice president or the HR manager. So that during the interview, because usually the interviews are conversational, naman. they don't have yes. to be written. <laughs> yes, yeah, have- black or white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's conversational. So that during your interview, because you know the person, oh, you, the, this person went to UP or this person went to this school or from this city. So you know how to connect. You know, char- charisma. You make you make yourself more charismatic by just having a conversation with an employer. That's really great, is now. Actually, you've you've discussed a lot of great points for you know in preparing and uh, for the interview and of and how to conduct yourself, you know, in an interview. So as an interviewee, you know, we need to be self-aware, and of course, if you're self-aware, you know, we, we know what are our non-negotiables. And what are the, yeah, the, yeah. the negotiables? And of course, we need to be honest in communicating these things. And you know, maybe to add value into that, um, that we need to be a good communicator. Maybe I would like to package myself of how I would be able to add value to the company. Yeah. You know, you, we need to communicate what are the skills that we have. You now, what what are especially the soft skills? You know, mm-hmm. because technical skills can be taught. This, these things, these um practices can be taught within the company. So as much as possible, show the interviewer or the recruiter that you have these soft skills. No? Because I think it's really a great point. And that's how you will add much value to the company that you're applying for. Being engaging and being humorous, you know, being funny in a job interview goes a long way. Like have a sense of humor, um, add emotions. I remember, <laughs> I remember my first job, um, when I applied for my first job, I cried because they asked me what was the most painful, uh, something like that. What was the most painful memory or experience that you have? And I shared a very deep emotional emotional experience and it's totally okay it's totally okay to cry but not to the point of <laughs> it's also okay to crack a joke as long as of course it's not offensive it's not mm-hmm. explicit, too explicit it's okay to laugh to smile it's it's okay it you don't have to be scared you don't have to be super formal <laughs> the world yeah. is changing so we have to change with it and we have to just roll with it i would like our listeners to have and to to know some insights with Isa in terms of in the working environment is no. I, th- I think it's also related to job readiness, you know, mm-hmm. especially if you are applying for a company with a very diverse um, environment. Let's say 
cultural diversity. How do you think would you be able to handle these diversities in the workplace? Number one, I think, wag ka manliit. As Filipinos, it's very intrinsic to us, especially when we're working, let's say, with Americans. Um, a lot of Filipinos, especially you know, Filipino professionals in a diverse workplace with Americans, with, with Western people, British, Germans, they tend to think small of themselves. And I'm, I have to be honest, I felt, th- I felt that way at some point because I think, oh, they're better than me. Oh, they're, uh, in terms of standing experiences, they're older than me. Uh, it's not just about the race. It's also about the age. Yeah. They're older than me. It's also about the tenure. They've been in the company longer than me. But it's also about diversity of thought. They think differently than me. So, as a Filipino, specifically as a Filipino, I, I really feel strongly about this because the way we've been taught from school, even up to the early stages, probably in our work, we're taught to follow instructions. Yes. We're taught to, <laughs> we're taught to um, just say po and apo, um, to be respectful to our elders, to not talk mm-hmm. back. You know, we we have been taught to just stay in our shell. Because mm-hmm. it's not respectful, it's not polite if we do the opposite. But in a workplace, especially in a diverse workplace, everything is of, e- is of equal footing. Mm-hmm. So speak out your mind, if, especially if you know you have a good suggestion. Ask questions, which is very important because in a diverse workplace, you know, there is a diversity of culture, of thought, of, of, of age, of tenure, a lot of diversity, a lot of factors of diversity. So you have to ask questions. Uh, at the same time, if you're working on a diverse workplace, I think it's very important as well to in the first few days or even during the first, even during your interview, is to just learn and observe. Mm-hmm. Um, during my final interview with the chief people officer of, of a multinational company, my mindset was, okay, for sure there are lots of good candidates. I'm pretty sure about that. And because mm-hmm. this was in the US, I was saying that, yes, this is the US. Is, there's a lot of people who, you know, graduated probably with, uh, um, from a university who are they more familiar with because I'm, I graduated yes. from the Philippines. But my mindset when I went to that interview is that, okay, whatever happens after this interview, because this is the final interview, whatever happens after this, I just have to make sure that I learned a lot from this person because this person is a C-level executive of a multinational company. So whether I I get hired or not, it's a win for me. So think of it that way too, you know, learn, see how they communicate, observe, because as early as in the interview process, it gives you a picture of what it feels like to work with them. It gives you an idea and an answer that, if you want to work with this kind of people, if, are you comfortable in working with this kind of person? So think of it that way too. Yeah, that, that's very insightful, Isano. I think I think it's good that our listeners will have an insight of how to handle diversity in the workplace, especially you know ageism, you know the the, the diverse age gap between your coworkers, mm-hmm. and of course you know I'm, I'm really happy that you you brought up the the fact of diversity of thought. Because it will it will really um, boil down to how are you? It's it's something. It's a kind of people management, and how yeah. are you going to you know um, react and adapt to their um, thoughts or how the, how other handle things, and of course how you handle things. Because at the end of the day, you will have to strike a compromise between them. Yeah, definitely. 
we're very thankful for those great insights. So again, we would like to package this um, podcast to something that from mindset to resume um, preparation to acing the interview and, you know, <laughs> to at least how to have an insight of what it is in the actual um, workplace. Maybe this question will be quite heavy. So um, if we go deeper you know, into this topic, maybe at a society or community level, what do you think? are the things that the stakeholders, you know, the government, the business sector, the schools, or the communities, that the stakeholders would need to do to address, you know, the persistent um, employment issues that we have right now? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you and I, Ernie, we're blessed to graduate from a university that has been considered as prestigious by employers. But at the end of the day, I think... What differentiates top universities from other colleges and universities is actually their network, right? Mm-hmm. For me, what could be not totally an equalizer, but what other universities and colleges can do is to open their schools to possible partnerships with companies. Um, not necessarily like very heavy, big partnerships. They could just have like a program and invite someone from Coca-Cola, someone mm-hmm. from Pepsi, someone from Google, especially right now that tech, you know, big tech is dominating in the yes. world market, in the global stage. So invite someone, let's say from Facebook, or they call themselves Meta. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Meta to talk to your students. Because if you don't do that, if schools don't open their borders to real companies outside, especially tech companies right now, you are putting your students in a disadvantage. Because at the end of the day, it's all about networking. It's all about connection. And that's also one of the reasons why I'm so involved in a lot of things when I was still in the university. Because I want to make, you know, a a good amount of network that I can tap with and that I can use whenever whenever I enter the job market. So for the universities, for colleges, even for high schools, start them young, you know, introduce the the students to the real world. And there's no better way of doing that than inviting companies, have them talk to your students, maybe about job readiness, maybe about, let's say, technology, uh, data privacy, uh, NFTs, everything. (laughs) It's it's a very good way. And for me, as, as a person who has been on the other side of the table, I would definitely love to go to schools because it makes my job easier as a recruiter that, okay, if I go to this university, to this school, to this college, and I talk, I speak, I pitch my company, then I will have more people applying for a job posting, right? So it's actually mutually beneficial. It's just that I think some colleges or universities are very theoretical in their approach. And even top universities, um, they still tend to be theoretical, but it's the new age. <laughs> it's yeah. 2022. We're more globally, um, we're more globally connected. You yes. can even attend classes, you can even sit, you have a sit-in and classes at Harvard right now. Mm-hmm. And I did that during the pandemic because during the pandemic, everybody is at home all over the world. And what Harvard University did is that they offered these classes for everybody. Wherever you are in the world, you can join this class. And that's what it did. So you can also utilize that as a job seeker, especially your first-time job seekers. Try to see things differently and explore other things, especially beyond your comfort zone. That's mm-hmm. always keep the self-growth. Always go beyond your comfort zone. Yeah, um, I agree. 
like yung kids ngayon, no, we have to engage them sa outside world. Because it's very different talaga sa school and sa kung anong nangyayari talaga sa labas. So, um, thanks for that, Isa. Um, honestly, um, the last question is quite heavy and might even need an entirely separate podcast. So, um, we really love discussing these things with you, Isa. But our time is limited and I, I think it is getting late in California right now. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Before, you know, we, we go to our closing remarks, because again, our time is limited now, but um, siguro, I would like to highlight from, from the previous discussion or from, from the last question that one thing that our stakeholders can actually do is, you know, leverage the power of technology and bridge the gap between the employers and the job market. So yeah, that, that's that's what actually you said. We have the technology, we have the capability, you know, to to connect people, to bridge the gap. So I think that's one thing that we're also doing here in the Natco Network. You know, opening um, opportunities to 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 people or to, to to our affiliated um cooperatives, and of course not just to the affiliated cooperatives, but of course in the in the bigger community. We're very thankful is to have you here. So it's been a very great discussion with Isa, and you know we've seen things from the lens or from the perspective of a recruiter and from the perspective of a job applicant. And, you know, it's really nice to have professional tips from, of course, you, you know, the, the Chris uh, Kelly. You know? <laughs> I feel happy for our listeners that we have you as a speaker here at, at, in this job readiness episode. But maybe, Isa, maybe you have some last few words to our listeners or for, to our job seekers. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Um, I think one of the things, because our world is evolving, and one thing that we need to also emphasize, not only to our first-time job seekers, but even to people like me or, you know, older generations, is that because the business world is changing, the demands are changing, lots of jobs are being automated, it calls for us to learn new skills. And it's totally okay, let's say coding, programming, web design, web development, tech skills. It's totally okay if you did not graduate with that skill or if you don't know that skill right now, it's totally okay to learn something new in order to adapt the changing times. So don't be discouraged because that's also one thing that's very common, especially in this generation. It's very easy to discourage, especially if your friends have glamorous jobs already. Um, if you're, you know, fellow classmates before have already achieved lots of things, went to different places. But at the end of the day, it's all about different pacing in life. So it's totally okay to learn something new. And mm-hmm. it's also totally okay to continue what you're doing. If, uh, if there's still an opportunity about it, if, you know, there's still growth with it. So yun lang, it's 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 person to person basis. Don't compare yourself. Yes. We have our own different pacing. We have our own different calendars. Yeah. So again, thank you very much, Isa. And again to our listeners, if you like this episode, you know, catch us in our next podcast of another Friday of Kabataan, Kaalaman. And of course, that is only here at hashtag FYI for youth info. So once again, this is Ernie Jan Cajes. And Jamaica Wakino. Thanks for and joining us this week. Yes. Thank you guys. Thank you, Isa. So see you in our Thank next you, podcast Isa. episode. The Natco Children and New Team is also inviting you to participate in our upcoming activities 
that you would surely enjoy and learn from. Mark your calendars because this coming September 23, we are calling on our enthusiasts and environment advocates. Join us on the last installment of our three-part webinar series for the hashtag Panacid campaign. To know more about these events, you may follow our Facebook page, Natco Children and Youth. Also, follow us here on Spotify so that you don't miss our next episode. Don't also forget to share this podcast episode to your friends and families and use the hashtags hashtag for youth info, hashtag kabataan kaalaman, and hashtag natko FYI. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share your feedback wherever you get your podcasts through the link posted in our description box.